Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Celebrity Book Club. Nadia Comaneci, my star student at my academy. Come sit on Papa Bella's lap. Okay. Nadia, let me touch your stomach and see how many ounces of salmon you ate today. I went fishing with my family and we caught a salmon. We all split it 13 ways. Nadia, that is not allowed. Too much salmon. You will never be able to do your routine on the uneven bars and defeat the evil Soviet Union. I thought grilled fish... Four ounces was good. Three! Three ounces! I am so sorry, my Olympic medal winning coach, Bella. I forgive you this time, Nadia. Can I have one small piece of 99% cacao chocolate? Please. Say please one more time, but be very desperate about it. Please, Bella. No! Okay, I will go practice. That is good. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, best friend! You look healthy. I feel very healthy. I had an amazing night last night walking the red carpet at the Met Gala. Yes, this podcast will come out about mm, three weeks after the Met Gala, but we're about to talk about it just because my mom just texted with her favorite outfits of the night, and I have to share. Okay, Roz review. Here it is. The new Kojo Karu. Step aside. Let's go, Roz Zucaro. Yeah. Her favorites were Jared Leto, of course, because... Jared Leto, who came... Came as a fursuiter. Full furry as Pouchette. Choupette. Choupette. My mom then says, followed by the famous Anna and her question mark, question mark, bow. Famous Anna. Who? Ferris? Are you even gay? <laughs> <laughs> Anna Wintour? Oh, heard of her? Yeah. Okay. Anna <laughs> freaking who? <laughs> I remember years ago, I didn't realize, and I was on the Upper East Side outside of the Carlisle on the day of the Met Gala, and I saw Amanda Seyfried and Justin Long running from the hotel, jumping in a big SUV. And I saw Naomi Campbell that day. It was an insane... Congrats. That's huge. You're still riding high. I'm still riding high. That was mm, 2016. That's my hottest celebrity gossip. Yeah, I mean, God, the Matt Gala, as I was expounding upon on Twitter last night, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's just like celebrities in these insane drag queen Halloween costumes. And I'm just like, 
the fursuiter thing for Choupette. I'm like, cool, you've heard that he has a cat and you're being like so kooky. Like ridiculous and like guy stuff. I remember when you actually wore an outfit to the Met Thank Gala. Thank you. I, I'm giving a big thumbs down to everybody's like really desperate, tired. Everyone's like, Carla went to Chanel, so I'm going to do the like woven Chanel pattern, but like do it as a dress or do it as something else. Like, I almost wanted tedious. more cats. I just feel like Carl Lagerfeld is this insane faggot, if I may be so bold. No one's ever said he's gay before. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just like, where's the desperation? Where's the gay panic? You know, here was someone who was so self-conscious, he couldn't take the glasses off, then he, like, got fat, then he lost all that weight on a crazy diet. Yeah, and I remember On an insane, like, Romanian gymnast diet, which we'll get into in this episode, then became this just kind of haunting spectral figure. Tucking his fat into his collar. Like, where where was the hauntedness? No, where I was know. The, the fear? fact that everything was just, like, black and white. And it's like, Carl Oliver was one of the most insane figures in I, her story. There was this, who's the model who was, like, gay and now she's sober but not. Cara Delevingne. Yeah, she wore this outfit that was, like, a white button-down shirt. And they were like, she evokes his iconic white shirt. And it's just what? like, so she's wearing a shirt and it's white. That's her concept. Do you remember when there was a Carl Lagerfeld X H&M collab? What? Somebody should have worn, worn that. I know. Do you remember? And I had a really thin collar and it was like a was drawing like, of see? his face oh, and like a faux signature. This was like in high school. Yes. And I was like, this is so cool. Because that was when you were still applying to be, to a, be fashion a fashion designer. designer. And you did or did not get into Parsons. Refresh my memory. Yeah, I will refresh everyone's memory. I did not get into. I actually didn't even apply because I went to a portfolio day. And I showed the portfolio and the woman just flipped through and was like, no, like, what is this? Because it was all like me dressed as my mother and then like a collage of Richard Simmons and then like mixed media. And they were like, absolutely not. As I've said many times, you're a visual learner. Yes, I am not. Or the charcoal normal. Yeah, sorry. We're going to do these normative fashion drawings and highly detailed technical drawings that were required. Speaking of fashion, before we get into a book, I want to talk about, I love your new, you're wearing this super simple white Quicksilver tee. Thank you. And you've just discovered t-shirts? Well, I discovered the word thrashed which is a search term that you can use on Grailed and eBay to find shirts that are really that kind of lived-in vintage Mm. softness that you want and a couple holes in there because other terms like faded are not necessarily going to get you that real 90s love that you're looking for. You wanted that totally 90s lived-in. Where it it hangs off you in this way that just feels so chill. Some may say almost it's like searching for the boyfriend tea. When I heard the term thrashed, I immediately wanted to grill about four different teas. This one did come from Ukraine. The amount of grilled Everything items, on Grailed comes from Ukraine. And I'm like, what's going on there? Is that just like, that's their only economy now because they're at war? Or is everyone just like shipping through Ukraine because there's some weird... Yeah, I don't know what's up. Are they like all like... Hunter Biden. They're all like, oh, fuck. I need to conspiracy. like sell my vintage teas now. Or are people trying to use that as like sympathy. They're like, oh, well, if the seller says they're located in Ukraine, then everyone's gonna be like, oh, I need to support... It's all these vintage guys like crossing the border into Ukraine to ship from there. <laughs> from the post office yeah. in Kiev. I am You're wearing, wearing self. Well, I'm wearing bleached. white jeans that I bought at Gap last summer. Iconic. And I spilled some sort of liquid on them. Who can guess? Coffee, Gatorade, blood. Right. What have you. And I know sometimes like white jeans like look cool, dirty, but it was just looking stain. It wasn't looking cool, dirty. It was looking weird. So I just kind of like drizzled bleach all over them. I think for white jeans to look cool, dirty, they have to be painter's jeans. They have to have a lot of little loops yeah. and stuff and they have to be pretty straight leg. So what do you think? I just kind of bleached. They look incredible. They look brand new. Around. I would wear those to a Labor Day wedding. Okay. Wedding pants. Speaking of weddings, <laughs> the person we read today, she's married, and she had one of the most iconic weddings in Romania, hunty. Yes, mama. <laughs> yeah. All of Romania turned it out for yeah. her, and they were like, queen. Orthodox traditions, what? Did y'all know an Orthodox Romanian wedding was two days long? Because I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Though I did visit the Greek Orthodox Church first service as a child oh. with my best friend who was Greek Orthodox. Oh, how yeah. lovely. A very lovely very service. Very ornate. Gorgeous church. Yeah. A lot of detail work. East Cambridge. So, of course, you're thinking... <laughs> 
didn't they just do a Balkan woman from the Eastern Bloc who grew up in some communist country? And why don't you check yourself? You are thinking that. Why are we allowed to only do one Balkan woman a season? Thank you. Okay. Because it's fucking Balkan month at Celebrity Book Club. And Balkan month continues. So grill up your chavapi. Yeah. Because <laughs> we are talking about one of the most talented, famous Gymnasts in history, an athlete, an artist, a woman, an activist, and a hero, a political and a dissident, a mother, a lover, a child, a, a daughter, student, a, a daughter, sister, and now a writer. Of course, we're talking about the perfect 10. The first person to ever get a perfect 10 at the Olympics, gold medal winner, Nadia Comaneci, and her book, Letters, Letters to, to a, a Young, young Gymnast. gymnast. Wow. And what a book. What a book. I'm going to be a little bit honest with you. Okay. Took me a while to... Kind of get into the style of the book. the style of the book. The book is written as if she's responding to these letters that have been written to her. And so, like, by, like, gymnast fans. And so the whole book is her being like, Friend, I know you're wondering about my perfect 10. And I will tell you. But first... We only had one loaf of bread yeah. in my village of Olesti, yeah. Romania. <laughs> and then she'll also get, like, mad at... This is the most... The letters... Defensive book I've ever read. It's very... So, de- and that's actually kind of when I got into it. No, the, the passion... De- the defensiveness really comes through. So for those of you who don't know, quick background. Um, gymnastics is a very rigorous sport. It involves pushing the body to its absolute most extreme limits. And if you had no idea about gymnastics, usually the most successful folks... In the sport are 14-year-old Eastern European girls. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's a sport for children. You peak at 15. And then your career is over and you are pushed and you are pushed and you are pushed. Because it's easier to sort of fly up in the air when you're tiny, famously. And Nadia, she won her gold medal in 1976. Montreal Olympics. And she was, as we mentioned before, the first person to ever receive a perfect 10 for a routine. You're always seeing, you know, 9.4. 9.875. 9.898276. I watched her performance. It's stunning. Beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. But the way Nadia was trained by famous trainer Bella, Bella Caroli and Marta, his Marta. wife. So, a little bit more background. So, Bella and Marta Caroli are the famous, they're actually Hungarian, they're Hungarian. Romanian husband and wife team that were like super harsh and trained all the Romanians. And like trade Nadia, defected to America in the 80s. And then they train all the Americans, Mary Lou Retton, Carrie Strug, all the way up to Simone Biles, Ali Reisman, and all the ones who got molested by the evil doctor at their ranch. Yeah. And they were being so like in all their interviews. I watched this interview with Samantha Guthrie on the now defunct Megyn Kelly morning show. That like seven month. That like seven month show that was like so awkward. It was so weird and trying to be this mix of like news, but like Hoda. It was, okay, digress into Megyn Kelly for a second. She weirdly has this Tyra Banks energy where she (laughs) wants to be like so serious, but she's way too like kooky and crazy. And it was like very in the round and everyone's there and they're trying to be like a serious daytime talk show and like it's investigative, but she's also randomly mad. So Samantha Guthrie is like interviews Marta and Bella about all the abuse and they're being like, how could we not know? We don't know anything. We love our girls. It's a crime, but we are crazy. (laughs) Not making any sense. And like Samantha's telling this story to Megan Kelly and about how like Larry Nasser would like sneak the girls loaves of bread. Like ducks. Like little ducks feeding them bread because Oh, they didn't allow any carbs. Because Bella and Marta were still being like insane eating disorder coaches and being like, You're not allowed to eat it all, you have to be a tiny gymnast. And then Megan Kelly goes, She's like, And this is what parents don't realize is that the predators are very nice. And they're wily. And they'll get you when you least expect it. And you're like, what? This, this is your takeaway, Megan? Like, is that <laughs> predators are nice? And she's just being so, like, New York Post, like, scare tactics. And it's kind of just like, 
this is not really where everyone is kind of thinking the conversation's going to go. Like, you're making it weird. No, her whole vibe, when you said Tyra, it's very, she's like, I dressed as a homeless person yeah. for a week. <laughs> and now I'm going to interview an actual homeless person. <laughs> and you're like, okay. You're like, the vibe is off, babe. If you want to know more about her, check out the 2019 movie Bombshell. <laughs> which is a really good movie. And yeah. also check out our upcoming episode on her book, Settle for More, which we do need we to do read. We do need to do. Okay. Back to Jim. Gymnastics. Personally, that was never in the cards for me. Did oh, you, if, any, if anyone had any confusion. Okay, so I did gymnastics as a child. I was wondering if you did. Well, in my so elementary school, we had like a whole like unit in phys ed that was gymnastics for like a season every year. So oh. our phys ed teacher, Lee Carmichael, uh-huh. this like the most Boston accent guy would just be like, we're doing gymnastics for like three months. And they would set up all the different apparatus. And they would do like the bar. So, and it was kind of like free. You could just kind of like do what you wanted. So like they had the uneven bars, the parallel bars, the beam, the vault. The boys would all do the vault and the horse and the rings. Oh, the rings where you're swinging. Where you're swinging, you're doing kind of upper body strength stuff. I don't even think that's in women's gymnastics, like in the Olympics. And then they would do the vault where you like run and jump. And then the horse where you're like doing stuff on the like pommel thing. And then there was this one kind of tomboy girl, Monica, and she would do Monica. the vault and the horse also. But all the other girls just did floor where you're like bouncing around. Dirty lesbian. Vaulting. And unevens. And then like the weird girls did beam. Beam is weird. Beam is like, it's sexual. It's very sexual, but it's like repressed sexuality. Well, I think gymnastics is very this repressed sexuality because it's always a big mustachioed coach. As Nadia says in her book, Puberty ends your career. So it's literally about like repressing your sexuality. Which is also why they're basically like malnourished. So their diet is grilled fish, grilled meats, salad, fruit. Which is a great Mediterranean diet and is very healthy. But can't you tell like it's also probably in Romania like the most random like when she's talking about grilled fish and I'm sure it's a little more like small grilled piece of herring. Yeah, because she keeps being like milk. Fish, fruit, you know, yeah. it's like a bowl of milk in a pear. And <laughs> a pear, like the pear is in the milk with the fish. It's like all in there. It's a soup. Okay, but just to close the loop on my gymnastics career. Yeah, yeah I want to hear what So happened. as a little faggot, I was drawn to the parallel bars. The beam was a little bit like, that's high and I'm going to fall. The unevens are like, that's too crazy and like scary. But the parallels are like the ones that are lower and you're just like... You walk on both. You kind of like straddle both. Now like I'm having visions of this being set up at my elementary school, I mean, but I'm sure I, I just... I really cannot picture you doing anything in that realm. It bit optional and I bowed all the way out. <laughs> yeah. You said, I'm going to take a flyer on this. So you walked on the beams. No, you don't walk. You're straddling them and you're doing like little flips. Anyway, okay. I remember doing a routine and getting like a 4.5. Because, like, our teacher was like, we're going to do little fake scoring, but I'm not going to give you guys, like, 9.6s because you're fucking eight and, like, bad at this. So I'm going to be realistic about it. Yeah, it's very gymnastics. So this whole book is also about her having these, like, kind of crazy relationships with different older men like Bella and then later on this guy Constantine who helps her defect. But this whole book is set up of her being like, look, dear reader, I know what you're thinking about Bella. And I will not defend him, but I will say this. There's all this like very weird couched alluding to the negative. She goes, many people have criticized Bella Caroli and his style over the past decades. But I have never known a coach who fought harder or more loudly for his gymnasts, right? There have been times when he has tap danced along the gray line between right and wrong, fairness and injustice. But to know as a child that he is in your corner and to feel the warmth of his smile and praise is unlike anything else I've ever experienced. It's like, okay, textbook grooming. I'm just yeah. like, because like all the rumors that he like basically like starved the kids and beat them. And I'm very like, I'm getting starving and beating vibes. Absolutely. 100%. And, and she starts to have disagreements with him. I think after her first gold medal, and she's now like 16 at this point, And she's like, I started to disagree with Bella because I want to go to the movies. But then, also very Stockholm Syndrome, she's like, takes it back and is like, no, I need discipline in my life and is thanking him for it. 
Even today when I travel for work, I accomplish my goals because of discipline. If I have a 2 p.m. press conference, I work backward and figure out what I can do before I have to shower, drive, and arrive at the same venue. I work things through down to the smallest details, such as when I can get in a 30-minute workout, how long it will take to shower, and whether I have time for breakfast or if I should eat it while I'm working. That part is insane. It's like, babe, that's just very normal scheduling. Yeah. Like she's being like, like, oh, I have a 2 p.m. flight. What time should I get to the there. airport? I don't need to be raised by a psycho Romanian gym she's like, I'm sure she is much more like five minutes for shower, two minutes to put on socks. I think she's two minutes to shower. She's not wasting water. She's from communist Romania. Two they had, mi- okay, they two had minutes to share to shower. one pot of water that they were also boiling their one egg in and they were also bathing in it. Two minutes for shower, one minute for getting dressed. But it is her just being like, yeah, I have a schedule. And it's like, I'm sure you do. Okay, wait. I do love how like randomly cocky she is all the time and like really bitchy. I never set out to be Nadia, the first gymnast to receive a perfect tendon competition with a new power and body type that would change the face of gymnastics forever. <laughs> no, then she turns to this huge bitch where also she is mad. I'm sure this was happening to her a lot after she won the gold. Mm. Is that people were assuming she was going back to champagne and oh, mansions and, and cars. And she, she was... tells you, oh, you think, dear reader, I came back to applause and TV deals you're American. Every day you wake up and you have a choice. If you want coffee, you can get coffee. If you want to print something, you can print it. <laughs> Me? No. I went back and I shared a loaf of bread with my mother. And like she knew a friend who worked at the bread factory, and that's kind of the only way she got bread every day. Even though she's like the most famous international celebrity in all of Romania, they're still just being like, you're going to work a random like office job at the university. <laughs> you're going to get paid 10 cents a week and you will not get bread. Sorry, get over yourself. But then what's so fabulous about her is when she like apologizes for like wearing such like 80s Madonna slutty outfits. Oh, when she, she goes from- on the Pat Sajak show. Yes. And yes. she's like, I am so sorry for how I dressed. I thought that's how you were supposed to dress in America. I wore fishnets and small, tiny, shiny tops. And she and looked crap. I mean, I'm like, she's giving very like Dime Square Girl. No, I know. I was outfit. like, the outfit you're 90s. describing is... Fabulous and 90s stuff. But no, but she had to live a very, very monastic life in Romania before and after she was famous. This is after she wins the gold medal and becomes like the most famous gymnast ever. There were no appearances on David Letterman or Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) I didn't do a photo shoot for the cover of a magazine. Sports agents at IMG and CAA never beat down my door. They didn't even knock. I came, performed, made my country proud and left the arena via a bus, not a limousine. Oh, this also book begins so Marina and insane and she's like, when I was baby, I had massive cyst on my head. Oh, yeah. Then the doctor <laughs> said I would die, but they prayed about it. One day, it was gone. No, they go to, like, the church, and he, like, dumps her in holy water or whatever. Yeah, and, and then, then they like, just the next wait. Day, the cyst was gone. Wait, sorry, do you remember when they brought a girl who they thought was, like, sainted to the Gillette Stadium? What? In, like, the 90s, like, some what, girl. to, like, bless the Patriots? No, so everyone could, like, see her, like, holiness. It was, like, she had some disease and, like, came over it. And everyone was, like, oh, my God, you've been touched by God. And they literally, like, brought her to the center of Gillette Stadium. And people would, like, go see her for a day. No, I don't remember this traveling circus. Did you go? <laughs> I, I, I didn't go. But you wanted to? I like, know, she I thought, gets touched by God. I know. Ma, drive me to Gillette Stadium. Ma, the saint is coming. It was that summer. That summer, I started using Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth makes elevated loungewear and amazing, luxurious, soft bedding that surpasses even the finest hotel sheets for a restful night's sleep on your travels or at home. I love Cozy Earth so much that I got it as a present for my spouse. And the things that happened on that bed, you wouldn't believe it. I got their joggers and oh my God, it almost feels like you're nude, better than nude. It feels like you're swimming in the most luxurious ocean. So stay cool and comfy during long flights with Cozy Earth's temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew, adding mm, a touch of style to your travel ensemble. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code CBC at checkout to get 35% off. And let them know we sent you after checkout, okay? Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling scented coffins or outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You know, (laughs) okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control. Yes, daddy. And take your business to the next level because we're business women. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. I'm talking Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, and all your favorite DTC brands. Do you want to be a Brooklyn in business? Or do you want to be the sad girl selling candles on the subway? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. If you do it uppercase, it won't work. Just like your sales if you don't use Shopify. Shopify.com slash book club. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The beginning is very Marina Abramovich, but like, okay... Unlike Marina Abramovich, not to like pit two Balkan women against each other, but like you always just you always pit Balkan <laughs> women against each other. Marina's parents being like high up in the Communist Party, she actually had a lot more ability to come and go and yeah. a lot more privileges in the country. And even though Nadi was this huge star, because her parents like were not really involved in the party, and she she had like no special privileges in the country at all. And the biggest issue is that Bella so, was Hungarian, and the president. I, I, I like don't know how to say his name. There's so many C's and S's in it. Yeah. It's like Kosesko or something. President Kosko. Just like their communist dictator was like A, obsessed with the gymnastics team because he was like, oh, they're so famous. They're representing us. But hated Bella he literally says, because he's and Hungarian and he's so pure blood and being like racist against Hungarians. And he calls He's Bella, like literally calls them like half-bloods or like muggles or something. And then <laughs> he basically like has this like full crazy meeting and like Nadia doesn't totally know what's going on and Bella is just being like, I fear for my life, I have to go. So they're in America and Bella tries to tell her and they all like have their three hours to like all the Olympic girls, their three hours to go shopping in NYC. That shopping spree. That is such a like Beautician and the Beast movie montage of these girls being like, I will have a one pair of jeans at the cap. (laughs) All these little like 16-year-old Romanian girls going into the gap. And like Fifth Avenue. (laughs) So they're all coming back with their big gap bags to like the Times Square Hilton. And Bella is like, this is goodbye. And she's like, what? And then he's like, do you want to come with me? And she's just like, haha, what are you talking about? Because she's been so trained to like kind of ignore anything that seems out of the ordinary because like everything could be a trick and you can't trust anyone and like the Romanian Secret Service is always going to put a bullet in your head and like but also Bella's always playing mind games with them also and starving them so she's like I don't know what's going on this could just be him training me to like not love him to love him more right so that like she doesn't get distracted at the next championship and like I too if I don't know this mustachioed like trainer of mine at the Holiday Inn in Times Square was like Lily Come with me. Right. I would be like, no. Yeah, you'd be like, haha, this is like a funny, weird trick or something. Yeah, I guess I'm going back on my big bus. And then they go back to Romania. And then the Corollis don't go back and they defect in like 81. And then she spends the next six years in the 80s just kind of like being poor and random in Bucharest. And then finally, like, she's teamed up with like Bella again. 
And she's just like so ashamed. And I'm sure she looked normal, but she was like, I was so fat. And he was like, you're so fat. Will you well, ever like train me? he did effects. Oh, that's, that's that, before. That's in between Olympics. So that's after she wins. Yeah, like let's get the timeline. So she's what, 15, 16? I think she's like 14 when she wins the Olympics. Post that, she moves to Bucharest when she's like 16. And she like has ice cream for the first time. Oh, and she was like, it was so... Because what's happened is Bella's no longer her coach because the president was like, I don't want Hungarians working with my Romanians. Yes. So she kind of no longer has her like strict evil daddy like cracking the whip. So she just goes to Bucharest and eats ice cream randomly. And then they also like let them go to the movies and she didn't have this insanely crazy schedule that Bella dictated for her. Exactly. And then at that point, Bella comes back, he knocks on her door and he's just like, bitch, you're fat. Like, you need to get back into the gym. And she's like, honestly... Heard. Word, heard, (laughs) period, let's go. And so she does start draining with daddy again. And then she does end up going with the remaining team to the 1980 Olympics and like World Championship 78, like sort of end of the seven that decade and does like win a bunch of medals again. And then it's in 81 Mm. when they're in New York and they on on the girl shopping trip. They named it. The official tour was called Nadia 81. Yeah. So back to the thread where we first discussed how she moves to Bucharest. Yes. So at one point during her sort of the ice cream years, <laughs> this is when like it's rumored that she's like dating the president's son and she's being like, uh, actually. Yes, Nico, I will not tell you about Nico. I'm not telling you about our relationship. Suffice to say, we weren't girlfriend and boyfriend. And I'm just like, y'all fucked is the vibe I'm getting from Definitely. your insane defensiveness. Also the part where she's like, no, I didn't try and kill myself with bleach. Stop asking. You're like, I never mentioned <laughs> no, okay. anything. So, wait, that's the part. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. Friend, I did not blame you for the big question you asked in your letter. And you're just like, again, I get the conceit of this book is that you're responding to letters. But after a while, you're a little bit like, it this starts to This is a memoir, like a- so like, I don't see the letter. Okay, here's my thing about the writing style of this book. I feel like it's a red herring where like, she kind of is not that smart because A, she's an athlete. B, she like peaked at 15 and like is still a child. And like, she's just this child gymnast. And, and was so- starved. So probably was- the formation yes. of the brain. Is- the brain, like he didn't have enough amino acids or whatever. And I'm just kind of like, it's written like a child. And I feel like the letter format is a kind of cover for the fact that it's written that's kind of dumb way. It reminds me of, I used to buy these like four kids sports biographies. As a child, of course. And sure, I, not anymore. No, not anymore. I'm not getting Ken Griffey Jr. for kids. <laughs> Illustrated bio. <laughs> it's 46 pages. Yeah, and so it's written like that, but then angry and Eastern European. She goes, you're right to think I wouldn't like it, but it must be answered. Yes, I was very unhappy in 1978, but no, I did not attempt suicide by drinking a bottle of bleach because I saw my boyfriend with another girl as the movie Nadia showed. <laughs> and you're like oh, okay, so this unauthorized biopic really pissed you off. Yeah, and like, you're only mentioning Nadia once. She hasn't mentioned it once, and then all of a sudden, no, I didn't drink bleach. Stop asking. Yeah, get off my back. (laughs) And then when she does, like, be confessional, that's probably, she's like, here's a little secret, friend. Throughout my years of training competition, I always kept a reserve of energy. Let's say Bella wanted me to do 15 laps. I did 10. And like that's her confession mm. is that she actually never fully extended herself. Mm. She always kept the reserve. Yes, because she knew she needed it. And when she was older, she was more sort of in touch with her own body and really understand her energy. So when she finally does defect and she does it by going to the border for like dinners so mm. they wouldn't suspect. Yeah, she's going to all these parties on the Hungarian border with, like, people who have defected. And at this point, also, she is being like, yeah, Romanians, like, we party. And you're like, I thought you were saying you were so disciplined and you timed yourself from 2 to 2.15. Well, but now she's done being a gymnast. It's... And she's just like, oh, Romanians? Yeah. We get we down. Drink. No, she's definitely drinking, like, 90%, like, grain alcohol, whatever. Molten liquor. Super molten and, like, all of this, like, dusty bread that she's stealing. And They're fish doing buns. these <laughs> dinner to, like confuse the authorities then one day she does that and then they run into hungry that, I mean, that, that sequence was terrifying yeah she was like i could have gotten shot in the head pitch black they don't know where they're going and so they're most to meet constantine who yeah this shady guy as she says in her letters people think we have a romantic relationship but i will not even answer that and it's like so you definitely did Absolutely. and then and so they have this press conference when she gets back to america finally that's like where she's kind of cold and terse, and they're like, wait, did you know that Constantine 
like your Sherpa has this wife and she goes, so what? And she like famously says, so what? So everyone's like, Nadia, the home wrecker. And she's kind of being like, yes, we were fucking, but it's like not your business. Stop asking, even she though this is my said memoir. At many points, that's none of your business. And you're like, okay, I'll stop reading. I'll like, say, I'll be like, what do you want? And you're just like, first of all, I didn't write these fake yeah. letters you keep referring to I that you're responding to. Okay, to. I got this book off thriftbooks.com. <laughs> <laughs> it actually, it made me think of Cheryl Crow, where it's like, People get so angry at her for this random ass press conference she gave on NBC in 1993. It's just like, right. well, she didn't know English. She literally couldn't speak English. But, you know, that was the one outlet they had. Celebrities did not have their social media. They no, could not be she didn't have a team. She just had Constantine. I feel like her and Constantine did sleep together, but it wasn't like every night. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I felt like they slept together a few times and it was weird and romantic and jealous yet parental. Absolutely. It was jealous and parental. <laughs> and <laughs> Jealous then, and parental sex for sure. Yeah. Some of the sexiest kind. Yeah. Where she's definitely like, I feel like she's so athletic and springy in the gym, but mm, then in the bed is cold. Is a little bit of a cold fish. Until until she meets, meets Bart. Bart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the male American gymnast that she marries. Who is of course very attractive and from Chicago. And they move to Oklahoma. Where they have a gym. Mm. Any couple that owns a gym Abuse. Abuse. I'm just like, when well, is the naughty and back Bart to the gym? Megan Kelly thing where I'm like, Megan Kelly, the lesson from this is not that just like predators are, are lurking friendly. and friendly yeah. and like always like coming up from behind a corner with a loaf of bread. It's like if you're the team doctor yeah. to like a group of 11 year old girls on like a secluded private ranch, like sketchy, that is a huge red flag. Maybe that's kind of the lesson there. If you go into sports medicine and are only treating the women's soccer team. Right. And you're sketchy. like a creepy old man. Yeah. Like, again, that's sketchy. I mean, case in point. Which we talked about on the Lost oh, VIP y- Lounge. Your my karate, karate teacher is currently at Walpole State Penitentiary right. for molesting multiple girls in karate. Yes, and at you... the dealer. I call it a dealership because the karate studio was <laughs> a karate dealership in the second floor above a motorcycle dealership, which is already screams right sketchy. And you were. I was not molested, but I. There were some times where I was like, I feel insecure. It's all boys. Like, should I stick with karate? And he did bring me into his office alone. Alone. Alone and did encourage me to stick. He told you to stick with it. With it. Yeah. And luckily, nothing happened. But yeah, my dojo master is currently in jail. Lesson learned. Yeah. To her and Bart, their romance Mm. is unbelievable. It's a fairy tale. It absolutely is a fairy tale. And this is where I got... I start really getting into the book. So her and Bart meet during the Olympics and they are just friends and they have a great connection. But she's like, only because he is so kind. Then it turns out when she's in America, Constantine has been keeping Bella and Bart from contacting her. No, Constantine is being shady. And of course, she's drawn to controlling men. Mm. What's weird is the father figure, her actual father, is kind of a side note in this book. It's not really there. Her parents are really Bella and Marta. Yeah. Well, because she gets very Andre Agassi just sent to this academy. Yeah. And that's where she spends most of her time. And I think the parents are like, okay, sure. Yeah. And Buddha, her dad, he is a mechanic, but he never owns a car. Because why own a car that always breaks down? All he does is fix and fix Interesting. and fix Interesting. So he cars. sees nothing but problems yes. with cars. And he can fix them. But why? But he can walk. Why ever change that? It's like how fashion designers dress really simply. Fashion designers are always in like a really expensive black t-shirt. Right. Blue jeans. Converse. Except for Karl Lagerfeld, who was always wearing like jewels. But the same thing. Yes. The suit. The black and white suit. Yeah. The uniform every day. So they have this incredible orthodox two-day wedding in Romania after they fall in love and they go back. And she has this very amazing homecoming because she's defected and she kind of has this like weird public profile in America. And she's just like, wait, do people think I'm this homewrecker and I'm so random? And then she goes home and everyone still loves her because she is still like the biggest liberty of Romania. And, she's like, and then she's finally getting and they drive to see the dad and it takes them nine hours because she has to stop in each town and have champagne with a mayor. And I was like <laughs> obsessed. And also he proposes to her like at this hotel and... 
she's like, Romanians don't propose. We get married. We don't get engaged. Oh, right. And then like the bellhop brings champagne. She's like, why is there champagne? Yeah, we don't drink this. We don't do this. (laughs) And I was like, okay, fabs. And then instead of getting a maid of honor, which I also liked wedding planning vibes, you get wedding godparents. Who are just your godparents for the wedding? I think so. Or like they're your new godparents. Maybe. I think they're probably, they're supposed to plan the wedding and give you more like marriage advice. Okay. They're almost like a couple. They're kind of like your marriage doula. Yes, marriage doulas. But I want to read a passage about the craziest tradition in Romanian weddings that I really want to do. Hit me. In the middle of the night, while everyone was drinking, dancing, and laughing, something wonderful and strange and unexpected happened. I was stolen away from my groom by a group of men. I'm not pulling your leg. It is Romanian tradition that if the groom loses sight of his bride on the night of their wedding reception, she may be stolen. The men old and dear friends of mine, of course, (laughs) put me in a boat and we motored out into the middle of a lake where a yacht was waiting. Meanwhile, Bart was dancing with his mother when a security guard tapped him on the shoulder and asked, do you know what your wife is? Bart looked around. She couldn't see me. I don't know, he replied. Where is she? She's been stolen. The guard told him, you should pay more attention to your bride. Otherwise, she'll disappear. The guard handed Bart a cell phone and the man on the line joked, if you want Nadia back, you'll have to pay a ransom. Bart offered a thousand. That's not enough, the man explains. She's worth more than that. How about 10,000 donated to the charity of your choice, Bart asked. <laughs> it's a deal. The men motored me back to the dock where Bart stood waiting. He gathered me in his arms and promised never to lose sight of me again. I love like charity yeah, ransom fa- pranks. <laughs> now that it's gotten so like telethon. Yeah. Well, also because he's always doing the like Jerry, Jerry Lewis, Lewis telethon. So it gets so ALS. It was the era of telethons. Well, at the end when she was just like, I'm not going to list all the causes I support <laughs> because I don't do it for the fame. I don't because I actually want to solve AIDS, okay? So I'm not going to sit here and list causes. Yes, I'm on the chair of the Special Olympics and AIDS. So what? (laughs) (laughs) Me and a group of old Romanian men are absolutely kidnapping you in your wedding. Putting you in a boat. (laughs) And it's also a boat to then a yacht where she's probably like drinking with all these men and they're like carrying her in the air. Sounds so fun. (laughs) Like Bart is like, I was dancing with my mom. I do feel like maybe she lost her virginity to Constantine in Montreal when she was 27. Mm. Or she was like just fucking random boys in Bucharest. Because what about Nico? The president's son. Yeah. But I could also see them making out and it just being blowjob. Yeah. And her just being like, if I give blowjob, like I will get shot or something. The other just one crazy thing about her wedding. There's so many traditions in a Romanian Orthodox wedding that you're supposed to remind the person who forgets the traditions to step on their feet. So whoever steps on the other person's foot the most controls the marriage. Okay, so it's this crazy foot dance. Yeah. Sounds stressful. It's stressful orthodox wedding. I would like to speak briefly, if we could, about sports, gymnastics, American gymnastics versus Romanian, and the sort of evolution of the sport over the past several decades. I don't know if you watched the 2016 Olympics, the most recent summer, or any of the Olympics of the past I'm familiar with Simone Biles' work and Tara Lipinski and... Who's... Famously a figure skater. A figure skater. Yeah, I'm not such an Olympics head, but yeah, let's go. I was watching a video comparing Simone Biles to Nadia, and you can really see the evolution of the sport. Nadia is this very, like, she's, like, taller and thinner and less muscular, but her movements are very, like, elegant. They're very soft. She looks very, like, effortless and floaty, and, like, that's what they're like, oh, it's so beautiful, so artistic. It was also, like, very difficult, and she famously kind of, like, by getting a 10, she kind of started the culture of everyone needing to be like, I have to do the most difficult thing possible. But then you look at Simone and it's like so powerful. Like it's like as many turns as you can do, as many flips as you can do, as many like, and it's so much more about like the individual moves being insanely powerful and fast versus the kind of arc of the whole performance being more Which kind of makes sense in our like, 70s, 80s to now thing of like the aesthetic, yeah. Yeah, everything is a little more like hard, Nike, you can do it. Like, and it's also lift culture is much more like absolutely strong, especially with women's sports. And I think like in the 70s, I'm sure they were, I mean, I'm thinking eating disorders are absolutely definitely prevalent still in gymnastics. Yes. But probably less. I think it's like more protein shake and practice and like getting your sleep. And it dovetails with, I think, 
a similar shift in like beauty standards and athleticism. And then there's the cultural aspects. There's the racial aspects, right? Because it of did used to be just kind of only white and white Eastern European. But, you know, at the same time, I do feel like the kind of things that are now celebrated gymnastics, the raw power, the strength, you know, I think you could say that those are very traditionally masculine things. And there's kind of a fascism to that as well, right? About raw power being more important. We've seen the same thing in figure skating as well. Where it's yes, like, now figure skating. Because remember that girl in the last Winter Olympics who was like, she always does the like anime routines. Yeah. And like she got second to her teammate who was doing just like more triple axles and was more like, I miss power. Next time you're watching a sports game. Right. Question. Yes. Assumptions. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Just do it or just don't do it. Thank you. Because mm-hmm. I think there is something quite progressive about highlighting these more subjective arts of artistry and elegance and fluidity of movement that are not so prized anymore in the ratings. Yes, but the prize, it sounds like you want to go see a ballet performance. Well, I mean, I will say this, ballet is boring. That's like, someone literally (laughs) suggested to me today, let's go see ballet. And I was like, I would do anything. (laughs) I would train for gymnastics over going to a ballet performance. Put me to sleep. And what's interesting about this aesthetic evolution is I think you see it in other realms as well. You know, look at vehicular design, Lily, okay? Cars in the 70s, very thin skeletons, right? And then you look at the cars today. I mean, these bulbous monstrosities, you can barely park them. They're barely uh, narrow enough to get down the goddamn road. Well, and I'll say this, I think also with the strength addiction we have now. Yes. It's also related to our addiction to Apple Watches. Yes. And Fitbits. Yet the moms, you know, the conservative moms are still terrified of like a trans eight-year-old boy swimming, yet they're driving around in their big SUV. Well, because it's about the excessive optimization, right? How fast, you know, how many horses, how much gas can you guzzle? Like how many feet off the ground can your car be? How many steps can I do? How many laps can I run? And there's something to be said, I think, on so many levels for a softer... Just, you know, less data-driven appreciation. How do we go back, though? How do we go back? We're too far. I think we I think we are through the looking glass. I wonder about the tens in the 70s, though. Like, would it be different than the tens? I mean, I do now? think that, and she kind of admits this in the book that the tens in the 70s were a little bit because Bela did like such good PR about making everyone excited about these like little Romanian girls. Right. And like no one had heard of them. And then they like all came out in their little white leotards and they were like so bouncy. Color television. Yeah. And it was very like the first ever televised debate or whatever. And so everyone was like, wait, we're so excited about this new hot young star. We're going to give her tens because like she's taking our breath away and she's captivated a nation. Right. And would that get a 10 now? She's also right. Is you do have to be like famous to get good scores because like they're rooting for you if they know you. And now we're all TikTok this. I feel like 90s. Our growing up was like such a gymnastics heavy time. Yeah. It was like the epitome of you bringing your kid to youth sports and yeah. everyone's in a class. Yeah. And like gymnastics girls, there was something about them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Little weird. Little weird. And it did feel like the gymnastic girls were less developed. Well, yeah. I mean, again, as Nadia says, yeah. puberty is like bad. Like you don't want tits and hips if you're going to be flying through the air. And I feel like the girls I knew who were doing gymnastics like still were a little more like baby talk than like people who were not. Most of those girl things are just like gymnastics girls, but they're not necessarily like having such crazy tiger moms that are on track to be like Olympians. And they're not like, so my parents drove me to the gym at 2 a.m. every day and like having such a Bella, like, you know, beating them. They were just kind of like, I'm a weird girl. And I'm like, and we knew someone on the Olympic track in high school. Oh. Your dear friend. Oh, was a swimmer. Yeah. Well, okay. This gets into a saying, which I think gymnastics is weirdly like for straight girls and even men's gymnastics is for straight guys, whereas like swimming is for gay guys. Yes. And shoulders, lesbians. Yes. It's yeah. for lesbians. But like lesbians don't do gymnastics. No. It's like, like never the, heard of a lesbian no. doing gymnastics. Can you imagine? I literally cannot. I can't. I like, cannot imagine. Not to be so feminine visibility, but like I would be shocked. About a lesbian doing gymnastics. Do you think we will see 
a trans girl gymnast in the next 10 years? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I kind of think no, because... You mean Olympian or just like kind of famous? Mm, somewhere between like enough that it's like she's causing so much controversy. You know what I mean? I feel like the kind of stage moms mm. who put girls into gymnastics and are being so gym at 2 a.m. are different than the like stage moms who are being I love my trans child bumper sticker taking them to the gender clinic. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. Like I those mean, moms are being so like, if you don't want to go, like you don't have well, to. Uh, They're not Nadia's being tiger moms. says like, you need to realize like 30,000 girls are going to go do gymnastics. One is going to become successful. Yeah. And like, and she's like, I was that girl because I was better. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, and you need to practice for seven hours a day. So, <laughs> I mean, sometimes I reflect back on my youth jock experience. Okay. Before I knew about my karate teacher being currently in prison, <laughs> I kind of do wish my parents were like, stick with it. And I was a black belt now. Or had they put you into a more classic lesbian sport like tennis and you could really they, excel? Well, they put me in tennis and I was so like, this is boring. But now they were like, it's a skill you'll have for life. And I do like the fact that I have, you know, can play ish now. Yeah. And I was the one pushing the baseball. So maybe they were actually just like, you're too gay already. Like, <laughs> we don't need to push you anymore. I was like, sign me up for hockey. <laughs> and you remember um, when I did hockey and I would just hide in the locker room every practice. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to on purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Two, Two ounces, ounces of, of segments. segments. What does she eat? How does she live? Where does she train? What, what does she train? What's the, what, what does, does she, she wear? wear? Okay, what does she she's wear? Like, still smoking hot. Yeah, she's still smoking hot. She's wearing like, kind of just like. Big silver funky tops it's with like that, wide leg pants. She's, it's, I'll say it, she's Nordstorm. She's Nordstorm, but she's always going to have this gymnast kind of figure skater idea where it's just like, there has to be like silver. There has to be some sort of bodysuit element. It's always just like. Yeah, it's very Olympian. It's like, why the silver strappy top? And I also think that their house is just this weird mix of like, not to jump on how does she live, but it's like. 
the Eastern European like glam. So there might be some weird yes. like white fake couches. crystal chandelier and white leather couches. But then it's also being so sparse. Oklahoma sparse, like huge subdivision house with just like Gate. a 95 inch TV. And then I do think it's a very um that show that Reese produced where the women just put your cereal in clear canisters. Oh, you think it's so the home edit and she has the this walk-in edit. pantry? I think it's walk-in pantry. I with don't like, think, no. Because she's still being a communist where she's just like, that seems wasteful. I will just keep it in the box that it came in. Okay, but don't you think she's still a little bit Costco big honey nut Cheerios? I do think she's Costco big honey nut for okay. sure. But is not putting it into a plastic no, container. No, she's not like wasting time putting it into another container. Okay, so what does she eat? Honey nut Cheerios. She's like special K. Yeah, it's special K. Again, I do think it's Costco. Is she like, oh, this is so not Romania of me. And then she buys like salmon and they each have six ounces and white rice. And yeah, I think she's generally broccoli. still keeping to like the healthy Mediterranean like Bella Caroli diet of fish and milk and fruit. <laughs> and then there will be like a vanilla Edie's but, ice cream. Yeah, you don't think she's more or Dove chocolate bar? Oh, like this is my woman's chocolate bar. She's getting into a bath and it's like Bart. Yeah. Bring me my dove my, bar. Yes. Bart, <laughs> one dove. Her son was like hot. Yeah. I saw. And I bet she loves her son. Oh, yeah. She holds him close to her breast. Yes. And is like, tell me about your basketball But game. she's also weirdly defensive around him and has been like, I will tell you that story another yes. time. He's like, mom, take me to the movies. She's and she's like, the movies are a private experience. Take yourself to the movies. But I bet they watch American Idol as a family. Oh, because or like she's the so like, singer. I'm a patriotic American now that I live here. And I, I think so. And this country like, offered me asylum. Uh, yeah. And it's on just like every night. And just like we get together. We talk at dinner table. It's 7 p.m. There's something kind of funny about defecting. And then like a year later, like the Romanian like dictatorship falls. It's over. And she's like, so now I actually could go back. <laughs> <laughs> and she was yeah, like so really fretting about it. like running away for like seven years. It's like. Yeah, I'd be pissed if I was like running into the Austrian forest afraid of being shot. And then the next year I was like, eh, it's actually I fine. I feel like people don't actually really care about it because they're like, we care about your gymnast career. But I'm like, I feel like she probably does regret not leaving with Bella when she was at that Hilton. Yeah, I bet she does. But she also is so like obsessed with her like brother and his wife, and is like, I would never have left my brother. Yeah, but he probably also would have been fine. Maybe not. Maybe they would have killed him. I, I don't I, know. They could have killed him. What does she wear? Yeah, we said like silver okay, stuff. so like silver, and then like maybe like my jeans, like a big wide She's white denim, very white jeans, silver top. Yeah, how does she live? I yeah, white couch. Hi, bad. She and Bart each have like matching Acura MDXs that they yes, drive to the gym. Absolutely. Because she leaves like 20 minutes before him. And she's like, yes, this is an expensive car, but like I did the math. And I'm she's like, listening to like now 35 on CD to understand American culture. That's what I mean. She's just like, I love Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you in the, the book? book? Why do you think I'm Constantine? You think I'm so shady? <laughs> no, I was just going to say like, we're the other girls like, in the Olympic Village who were like at the buffet because the whole thing in the Olympic Village she's like they had every food like she couldn't believe everything was free because she'd only ever had like one boiled egg and we're like stocking up our plates on just burgers and pizza oh yeah so we're hovering over the buffet in the Olympic Village agreed yeah listen I don't know I give this book like three like fish bones out of five because I'm just like the writing is bad and like she's being so fiercely private and weird defensive but that's also kind of why it's why? funny no it's fine because I was like I'll say it this book is 180 pages which is one of the reasons we chose it yeah and Saturday Sunday I was trying and I would just find myself on one page and then just being it like took a while to get I can't. by page 40 then I was yes. like into it but yeah it was a tough nut to crack <laughs> And then I was finally in it, and I respect it for its anger, its defensiveness, its, its randomness. Its randomness, its fierce privacy that yes. doesn't reveal that much. And that is why I will give it 2.7 Romanian yachts at a wedding out of... And I will share one more thing that I am going to take with me, which is something that she didn't invent, but they make her eat a raw garlic clove every day in the like months leading up to the Olympics so that they don't get sick and no one on the team got sick. Which is what our friend Kiblanco always tells us to do. Yeah, so I had my garlic clove today and I will continue every day until the Olympics. Was this the first garlic clove? I've had garlic cloves in the past many times. No, but times. I mean 
is today the day of a new life? Today was day one. <laughs> day one raw garlic. Let's freak it. I'm going to have one tonight. All right. Check okay. in with me in a month. Follow us and our progress. Um, Yeah. Best club kids. Best. Celebrity Book Club is produced and edited by Darby Nestors. The supervising producer is Abu Safari. Our production engineer is Bahid Fraser. Our executive producer is Christina Everett. Teddy Blanks did the graphic design. The theme song was recorded in Bucharest by Stephen Phillips Hurst. It was originally devised at the gymnasium in Onesti, Romania by Prologue Projects. Subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash cbcthepod. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.